1: Foundations. You've got to hate all your family <laughs> and hate yourself. I mean, this is the thing that critics of the Bible look at and they go, so it doesn't make sense. And that's because they don't understand the cultural setting in which these things were said and communicated. Mm.
0: Foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we began looking at some of the confusing words that Jesus said. We took uh, Matthew 18 as an example where Jesus said that if your foot or your hand or your eye causes you to sin, cut them off or pluck them out because it's better to be uh, entering eternal life with some body parts missing than to go to hell with your body intact, which uh, seems a bit uh, extreme. But <laughs> what, bit did, <laughs> uh, what did Jesus mean by that? Uh, we looked also at whether or not such words were to be taken literally. And this is valid because we've been learning that Judaism is, in fact, a very literal physical religion taking God at his word. So how do we explain and understand what Jesus said, Mandy?
1: Yeah, well, it is true that Judaism is very physical and literal, but we also know there are types and idioms and there are parables and there are puns um, in the Bible. They're always, you know, we've always known that they're there. Uh, And so it's about interpreting correctly. and so, um, but in the the additional rabbinical writings, such as the Mishnah and the Talmuds, there are also other examples that are similar to some of the things that Jesus said. The things that are a bit confusing, and we we learned um, in the previous episode that sometimes you need a very, very serious example in order to stress the importance of something. Mm. And we uh, ended up with the the example from the Talmud that says never, ever, ever humiliate somebody publicly. In fact, rather than do that throw yourself into a fiery furnace rather than do that. And we Mm. looked at some of the consequences that have played out in in real life situations. And, And I wanted to continue that. Just a few more, just Just to stress the importance of this, because this is actually an issue today, um, particularly with the rise of social media. What about this one? There was a 13-year-old girl who committed suicide after her father posted a humiliating video clip online of him shaming her for some bad behavior. And she couldn't live with it. Mm. I mean, you know, you've got to think of, you know, what's she going to have to experience when she gets to school and all of her peers have seen that video. I mean, and that could go on for forever. And then knowing that this video could have gone around the globe. Mm. Um, then there are teenagers who bully their peers in public forums. That's a massive issue at the moment, humiliating them in really, really horrible ways. And again, they, they can't go to school. They can't put their face out in public. They're so shamed that they'll kill themselves. Social media is, you know, like public humiliation potential on steroids today. Mm. And to humiliate people... Especially in this public forum It's it's an unconscionable thing So don't ever do it So that's why you have this really, really savage example Of what it would be better to do Rather than to humiliate somebody mm. Okay, what about... Here's an example What about this one? It confuses people all the time It's Luke 14, 26 If anyone comes to me and does not hate... This is Jesus speaking, by the way If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother And wife and children and brothers and sisters Yes, even his own life... He can't be my disciple. Mm. <clears throat> this is your head scratching yeah. moment. So is you know, you, you ask the question, does Jesus really want me to hate everybody who is close and important to yeah. me in and, my whole and life? And hate
0: myself as well. And
1: hate myself. Mm. Okay, what about this Sermon on the Mount? Jesus said, You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbour and hate your enemy, but I'm saying love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. All right, two head scratching moments here, so now I have to hate my family, but love my enemies. Mm. And then the Apostle John jumps into this love issue and he just sort of compounds it and he says everyone who hates his brother, Jesus said you've got to hate your brother, right? He just says everyone who hates his brother is a murderer and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. And then he goes on and says, and if someone says I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar for the one who doesn't love his brother whom he has seen can't love God whom he hasn't seen. Mm. So I'm really confused now. Do I love my family? Do I hate my family? Do I have to love my enemies? Do I hate my enemies? I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. It is confusing.
0: And I mean, even Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount says, if if you just have an offense or hate someone in your heart, it's as if you've committed murder as well. So he's actually highlighting that. And then, yeah, you live even more confused. You've got to hate all your family and hate
1: yourself. I mean, this is the thing that critics of the Bible look at and they go, "It doesn't make sense," and that's because they don't understand the cultural setting in which these things were said and communicated. Mm. To the Jewish mind in that culture, they understood what the emphasis was. He was using severe and strong, and even savage. Um, imagery to express something that was equally that important. Okay, and, and when you think about it, when you look at anybody who has served or loved or committed their life to Jesus, go, but going back to this one where he says you've got to love, oh, you've got to hate all your family and hate yourself. Anybody who has aligned themselves with Jesus Christ has immediately come up against the opposition of the world, and very often. You get so excited about what you know and love about Jesus and the family goes, Whoa, you've become a freak. You've become some religious nutter and it and it and at first it's, you know, a shocker they'll get over it and then it becomes a little more irritating and then they get can get to the point where they say, Look, we can't take it anymore. You either going to go with your religion and leave us, we want nothing mm. to do with you, or give that up and then you're one of us again. Look at the world around us today in Islamic nations, mm. Buddhist nations, Hindu nations, atheist nations. It's you. You, if you've betrayed your family by following Jesus, you recant and come back to the fold or you're out. You're yep. dead to us and sometimes dead physically. Mm. So what Jesus was saying is that there is a price to pay for following him. And if you love him, the world will hate you. And that means you have to make this choice. And it can seemingly be that you have to hate all those people that you actually love, even your own life, and willing to give it up to be his. Mm. That was the, that's what he's trying to say there. Okay, And this is something that we can see the example of every day. So this is what you call a dramatic overstatement to emphasise the importance. Now, then we could turn around and say, well, okay, that's ancient culture, but we do it too. Like, what about, you know, you've got a kid, he's at home and he's just done something really, really bad and mum is looking what this kid has done and going, when your father gets home, he's going to go through the roof. Well, he's not really going to go through the <laughs> roof. That's a bit of an exaggeration. Yeah. But she's emphasising this dramatic, mm. using this dramatic overstatement to stress how absolutely livid dad is going to be when he gets home. Mm. What about, okay, we're picking on kids today. What about <laughs> teenagers who who follow some trend that could be dangerous and, and mum or dad says, what would you do? Jump off a cliff if they told you to do it? Now, obviously, they know nobody's going to go hurling themselves Mm. off a cliff because the peers have said, hey, throw yourself off a cliff. They know that's not going to happen. That's an extreme example. It's an Mm. overstatement. But the point is the parents are trying to say, you you don't understand. You're following the crowd and doing something that's so dangerous it could be catastrophic to you. Mm. So be wise. Don't do that. It's, It's dangerous. It's deadly. And so we use dramatic overstatements all the time. And that's what Jesus did in these in these particular portions of Scripture. They're, they are dramatic overstatements. He's not saying at all, hate your family, hate your parents and your siblings and your cousins, and hate yourself. He's not saying that. He's saying that he has to be first, and that could mean mm. a separation between you and the people that you love. That's the choice that you have to make. Now, why does it have to be that way? Well, because there is a spirit realm that's very, very real and it's fighting over the souls of men. And we know that there is only one way to heaven, one way to eternity, one way to eternal life and security, and that's through Jesus. But the world hates him. Mm. So that's the choice we have. We align ourselves with him and it could cost us everything. Or we stick with the world and lose eternity. So therefore, that is such a serious, 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 serious um, uh, consequence. It requires a very, very strong and serious overstatement to emphasize the point.
0: Mm, that's right. We don't want to lose it in the, uh, the wallpaper of life, but we've no. got to get that message out. And that's what Jesus is trying to do. So some great thoughts there. And uh, over the last couple of days, we've been exploring that, the confusing things that Jesus said. But in our next program, we're going to take a look at how human beings are simply cracked pots. We'll find out what that's all about next time on Foundations.